0: Three, two, one. Day breaks,
1: mind aches. I'll be running when my feet hit the ground.
0: Welcome to From One Mom to Another with Cindy Anderson.
1: I subscribe to the belief that women need women.
0: As a mother of seven, she is versed in all aspects of the triumphs, joys, and challenges of parenting.
1: Tap into your own strengths and trust that you are the best mother your children ever had. And give yourself some credit.
0: Take some time to breathe.
1: You are doing better than you think.
0: Now here's Cindy.
1: You are all doing better than you think. (laughs) Hi everyone, my name is Cindy Anderson. I wrote a book called One Mom to Another. Be kind to yourself, embrace the good, and find joy in the everyday. I know, it's a long title, but I wanted to make sure that my message was clear. You are all doing better than you think. While raising my family, there seemed to be a recurring feeling among my friends that many felt like they were failing. Moms today still struggle with those feelings. I subscribe to the belief that women need women. Together, we can discuss anything and help each other with our struggles and challenges. The goal is to help you tap into your own strengths, talents, and skills, and trust that you are the best mother your children ever had. Our topic today is those dreaded words. All moms have heard them. The helpful advice older women give to the young moms. What are they really trying to say? And what message do I as an empty-nester mom, want to impart. I'm here with my daughter, Stephanie Taylor. She is my third child and second of three daughters. Hi, I am a young-ish mother of
0: five. (laughs) My oldest just graduated high school, and my youngest is seven. Um, So I'm in all the kid phases right now. Uh, My mom asked me to join her podcast to give the young mom perspective. But um, in full disclosure, my siblings... (laughs) Have tasked me with responsibility of verifying all stories and um, controlling the information that gets out. But in all seriousness, I'm really glad to be here and to um, talk with all of you.
1: That sounds about right. And I'm just so glad to have you with me. We talk every day, so I think we can put together a good conversation to help us all better understand this thing called motherhood. First of all, one thing to remember is that motherhood is a long game. More times than not, it will be after your children leave your home that you see what your daily efforts have brought. How things look now while you are young and in the trenches changes over time with experience and perspective. Let me give you an example. My youngest child is named Michael. When Michael was 19, he served a two-year mission for our church. I drove him to the airport the morning he was to leave, bravely gave him a hug at security, and I gave him one last final wave before he made his way to the gate. The day had finally arrived, I was an empty nester. So what did I do with all the free time I had been dreaming about? Did I make plans? Did I jump up for joy? No, I sat down in the airport and I cried. After a little bit, I finally decided, well, after a little bit, and the security guy was looking at me kind of funny, I decided, as one does, when dealing with an emotional event, I would try a little shopping therapy at TJ Maxx and buy a new purse. As I was looking through the purses, I noticed a woman trying to pick out a purse with her two little boys in tow. They were running buckshot all along the aisle. Wanting to help their mom, they would pick up a purse for her to look look at while knocking two or three purses onto the floor. Mom did not want or appreciate the help, and she was trying to get it all under control. I found myself staring, staring at this sweet mom, doing her best, and these darling little boys making a mess out of the purse department. I started to cry. It was at this point she looked up and saw me. She asked me what was wrong. It all came tumbling out. I have seven kids, and I sent my last one off home today, and I thought I would be so happy, but I'm so sad, and I just miss him, and I just went on and on, and I could hear my brain telling me to stop talking, but I couldn't stop the words. So she took a look around the destruction in the purse department and at the same time noticed that her boys were now uh, reorganizing the wallet section. And she said, and I suppose you think this is cute. Yes, I said, I am so sorry, but yes. And then I almost feel like we need the Jaws music playing because I said the dreaded words. You don't think you uh, will, but you will miss them when they are gone. And it was at this point that she called over to her boys, grabbed their hands very tightly, and walked away from the crazy lady. Time is such a funny thing. When I had the kids at home, I never thought the time would come when they all would have left. I have a friend who, when our youngest children were five, we put together this five-year plan. I never thought those five years would pass. But enough time has passed that four five-year plans have gone by, and all my children are married and have homes of their own. Stephanie, you're about ready to have this experience yourself with Eden. Eden is Stephanie's oldest child. Yeah, you know,
0: I have this very clear picture in my mind of Eden's first day of kindergarten, and we're at the bus stop, and she's wearing this backpack that's like bigger than her whole whole body, and she um, is walking up the bus steps, and she turns to look back at me and wave, and her little know bottom lip is trembling and I'm waving and smiling and telling her I love her and finally then the bus she gets on the bus drives away and then I just start crying and I can't even figure out how I got to the point where I was sending her off on her first day of kindergarten you know how that time flew by so fast and it just feels like that that just feels like yesterday and now I have to contemplate sending her off to college and I don't
1: know how I'm gonna do that yeah I and she was such a tiny little thing that's a cute little story I I can see how that backpack would have been bigger than her it it is hard you know I had my kids around every two two and a half years and I don't know how it was for you a kid growing up but it just felt like I was pregnant every other year and um, they came at a pretty fast and constant rate And then when you're on the other end of it, I found that they leave just as fast and constant. And even though there were things about it that I was looking forward to, um, things about being an empty nester that I was looking forward to, as evidenced by the TJ Maxx story, I had not fully prepared for that day.
0: Okay, okay. But I don't want to be controversial. Sure. But I have heard mom say to me, uh, many times that, you know, enjoy this time because you'll miss them when they're gone. And sure, but if you were truly given the opportunity to go back, even knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. would you go back and do it all over again? And so think of like the sleepless nights and the dirty diapers and the temper tantrums, and the times you had to like lock yourself in a closet just so you had five minutes <laughs> to yourself. Like, right. do you really, truly do all those years again? No.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, you know, like I understand it from both sides. I, um, and, and certainly got the young mom comments myself. I, I had a really good friend who used to always tell me, enjoy the time now, it goes by fast and you'll miss them when they're gone. And she would always say it after the kids had a meltdown or I was at my wits end. Um, One such time, she called me. It was during summer break, so all the kids were home. And this was back in the olden days when phones, you know, had cords attached to them.
0: Oh, yeah. I I remember that cord. It was like 100 feet long.
1: Yeah, it was really long. (laughs) But I could take it to a lot of places in the house. Um, so I could try to talk without you guys following me. In this particular time, I opened the door to the basement, sat on the landing, and closed the door behind me. The flaw in my plan was that all you guys had to do was follow the cord, and then you would find me. But um,
0: that's it, because that's because kids have this innate ability to a find their mom when they desperately need some private time or you know right. downtime, and b It just seems like every time a mom gets on the phone, their kids experience every single life emergency Mm -hmm. and mom is the only solution to all those problems. That's right. Without fail. Yeah, Yeah, that's right.
1: That's right. Although you have cell phones, so. Yes. And I take my cell phone
0: and I go and I hide in my van (laughs) and I have some private time and I can make whatever calls I need to, but.
1: Yes, that's nice. I wish that I'd had cell phones when you kids were little. Although I will say, uh, kids find you one way or or another. Um, And in this instance, before I knew it, I had been found. Um, I think at one point I had a child on my back, one trying to sit on my lap. And I'm pretty sure one of you was trying to climb up on my head. All were asking for attention. And our pantry, I don't know if you you probably remember this, but our pantry... uh, was over the landing there before you went down into the basement and um, so I got out the saltine crackers I started kind of throwing crackers at the kids so that you know to distract you and when you all went running for the crackers I just closed the door and tried to continue with my phone conversation Um, at that point it got to be quiet and I thought oh no that's not good
0: oh that's deadly you know that, like, something is going on that just shouldn't be going on when it's when it's silent.
1: <laughs> yes, that is true. And when, when the silence happened, I told my friend I had to go. And, of course, she ended the conversation, like always, saying, Cindy, you don't know how lucky you are. The time goes by quickly. Enjoy your children while they are young.
0: Yeah, and then one massive eye roll later, and you found yourself on your hands and knees picking up with the crush crackers out of the carpet and whatever mess we made off the floor.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's almost like you were there, Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or maybe you've had a few experiences like that yourself. You know, I think having experienced both vantage points, you know, my TJ Maxx story about know, being an empty nester and uh, my experiences being on the other end of it, um, being told that time is going to go by fast and I'll miss them, I think maybe I can help both sides understand this just a little bit better. The truth is, something does happen to us when it's over. It's like that feeling you get when you have come through a challenge and with great surprise, you realize all the things that you learned on that journey. You see things from a different perspective. And you realize that those hardships and hard days that you survived really did, as the saying goes, make you stronger. You realize that the good days counted for more than you gave them credit for, and the bad days didn't deserve any credit at all. We don't want to go back, but we do miss the sloppy kisses and the little arms around our neck. So many memories we thought we'd always have fade over time, and you realize you'll never have enough. So you hold on tight to the ones you have. We take all of that, And when we when we see a mom like the one buying a purse having a hard time, we want to let her know it's going to be okay. We want to tell them what you're doing is so important. And I really want to help. I know they're driving you crazy right now, but when you get to the other end, you won't even remember this day. We want to make sure that you have enough good memories in your heart. Our message is of hope and of love, and it just comes out all clumsy. We just don't know how else to say it. We want to wrap you up in a hug and tell you, hey, this day is going to pass. Tomorrow's going to be brighter. And it just kind of comes out with unhelpful suggestions about children needing lunch, diaper changes, or unwelcome observations regarding the quickness of passing time. I really
0: like that phrase, um, store up enough good memories in our heart. I think that when you're a young mom or youngish mom and you're in the trenches of it all, And each day sometimes just feels a little overwhelming or for quite frankly, you just feel a little tired of everything. Yeah. Sometimes. I I do think it's a good reminder that not, not every day is going to be like this and that eventually these, those days in the trenches will end and we are, we're going to want memories to hold on to and to, um, get us through, you know, get us through those empty years at times.
1: Yeah, and you're going to be surprised at what those memories are. They aren't going to be, you're not going to be filled with with hard days and times where you felt defeated. You're going to remember the, like I said, the sloppy kisses and the hugs around the necks and the fun games that you played um, are going to be the ones that you take with you. And so that being the case, um, you know, I just want to tell moms to to. Uh, you know, maybe from my perspective, maybe there's a few things that I that I think might help moms. Um, let's talk about the weight and consequences we assign to every day. Motherhood isn't defined by a day, but it is defined by a, as a whole. For instance, not every day of motherhood is a Disney day filled with parades and happily ever afters. Some days are really hard or really boring. What I really wanted to say to the mother in the store buying a purse was, What was really in my heart when I see moms struggling with their kids is that you need to give yourself grace and latitude for the times that you don't love motherhood.
0: And I think it's really important for moms to understand that it is completely normal to not love every day or every moment of motherhood, Um, that there will be some really awful days. And um, we are allowed to not like being a mom in those moments. And not liking those moments or days has nothing to do with how we feel about our kids.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. And, and motherhood isn't the sum of the days you didn't enjoy. You know, my, my worst day was when everyone had the flu, including me. We were all downstairs. I had the TV on, and the downstairs toilet overflowed. Cleaning that up was not an enjoyable mother moment. And so, okay, there are going to be some moments at stake. There will always be uh, what I call grocery store moments. Grocery shopping with my kids was always a disaster. You know going in it's going to be a disaster. Nobody wants to be there. You don't want to be there. The kids don't want to be there. I mean probably the customers don't want you to be there. How many of us would you take in at one time do you think? Well during the summer I would take more of you. Um, So I've taken all seven before and that was that was a circus. Um, But for the most part I would go during the day when the older ones were in school, so I usually had three or four. And it, like I said, it was always a mess because you have kids that don't want to ride in the cart, so you tell them that they can walk if they hold on to the side, which they say they're going to do, but they never do. They they're all always all over the place, um, pulling things off the shelves, asking if they can have stuff. Um, I usually always had one or two in the cart. Um, now, disclosure here: this was before the carts had belts. So I would just put the kids in the cart cart seat and inside the cart with the groceries, kind of build a food fort around them. Sometimes they went for it. Sometimes they didn't. One of the grocery stores we went to had a kind of a high cart. And so whoever was my youngest at the time would fit underneath the cart on that lower ramp.
0: All right. I totally remember riding on the bottom of the cart, like next to the jugs of milk. (laughs) And I was just felt like I was living my best life. (laughs) and I just think that's so funny that I'm having the time of my five-year-old life while you're white knuckling you know your way to the store hoping that like well hoping that no well-intentioned empty nester approaches you (laughs) with advice on how to make us behave
1: um (laughs) yeah I I didn't know you remembered that and that's kind of my point I mean these days mean more to you than than they do to our kids Nor do these days define your children. A child acting up in the store is nothing more than that. Yes, we work with them. Help them learn to act. But because your three-year-old acts like a three-year-old, doesn't mean you are failing. Instead, try to focus uh, more on fostering relationships, love and trust with your children, and look for what I call Harry Potter moments. We are my family, as many of you read the Harry Potter series. After everyone had completed this particular time, uh, everyone had completed book number two, we drove down to the Borders books to buy the third installment. We got out of the car. Everybody was happy and in a good place. We were all so excited to go get the next copy. My kids were talking about what order everybody was going to be able to read the book in. And I just smiled. I was so happy. I was loving being a mom and loving being with my kids. I wasn't worried about what we were gonna have for dinner. I wasn't worried about whether my house was clean. I wasn't worried about the homework. I was just in that moment. And it was a really good moment and a really, really great day. That is motherhood. Some moments you're off buying Harry Potter together, having a good time, and other times you're picking your child up off the grocery store floor before or sometimes after she has knocked down the pickles off the shelf. Not every day is going to be perfect, but if you make a concerted effort to balance out the memory of the grocery store moments and hold on to the Harry Potter moments, those are the things that your kids are going to remember.
0: So the things that you listed off, though, dinner and clean house and schedules and homework, I mean, those are the things that are just kind of
1: unavoidable in motherhood and in our day-to-day life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And my reaction as a mom would have been the same. I would have asked, how? Is this going to be another thing I need to calendar or feel guilty about not doing? But my suggestions um, can easily be part of any day. Not every day, but any day. The first way is to allow for some serendipity. And what do I mean by that? Leave yourself open to some unexpected opportunities and keep it simple. The Harry Potter day came about when one of you kids asked if you could all go down to the bookstore. I said, "Okay, let's do it. Let's go. So we dropped what we were doing and we went. And it probably took 45 minutes, but it changed the day. It became the day. You can't always drop everything that you're doing, but if we keep the possibility in our minds, we will very naturally find those Harry Potter moments. My next suggestion, not always, but does sometimes need a little planning, and that is to include your children in your life. So often we use time doing things we love away from our kids, not arguing with that necessary activity, but there are some times we can include our children in the things that we love. Mr. Rogers has a quote that I love, and I think it's really great advice. And he says, one of the best things you can do, one of the best gifts you can give is to love what you do in front of your children.
0: Uh, My mother-in-law, Charlene, passed away a little over 10 years ago. Um, But one of my favorite memories of her is actually her doing a sewing project. And Eden at the time was, oh, about three or four. And she wanted to see what Charlene was doing. And so she, you know, started climbing up on my mother-in-law's lap. And my mother-in-law scooped her up and showed her how to push the fabric through. And very quickly, you know, Eden's little hands were on top of my mother-in-law's hands, you know, pushing the fabric through. And... I just thought that was just one of the most tender moments I'm I'm sure because Eden was helping that the stitches the stitching wasn't perfectly straight or, you know, maybe Charlene later had to undo some things or, you know, but I just think that that's exactly what you're saying that, you know, my mother-in-law loved to sew, but she also really loved Eden. And so she combined the two and it really was just one of the
1: most tender moments. That is such a sweet memory. And, um, yeah, you're right. That is what I'm trying to say. Uh, for instance, if you love to cook or bake and you're making some cookies for the kids, you could include them. You could ask them what kind of cookies they would like to bake, you know, go to the store for the ingredients. Depending upon their age, they can help with the ingredients in or hold the measuring cups. I know my kids always wanted to do the mixer, hold the mixer, and so And having a three-year-old hold the mixer, just FYI, is a disaster. So I would hold the mixer and they would put their hand over the top of mine and they would mix. And, um, you know, that's, that's a fun thing to do. And you have fun eating them afterwards. Or if you love to bike ride, have the kids help you plan out a route, work together, getting the snacks together, stop along the way. You can take pictures, use the opportunity to have great conversations. Certainly, those kinds of things we can plan to bake or go on a bike ride, but we don't have to calendar everything. Um, We don't have to say, okay, on Thursday next week, I'm going to have a Harry Potter moment with my children. But I think you just allow for these moments. And when one presents itself, take advantage of it. If you're doing something that you enjoy, even if it uh, takes a little planning, just include your kids. You know, when I was younger, you were refinishing a
0: large oak dining uh, room table. And I was so fascinated by how you were sanding it. And very quickly I, you know, got underfoot and I'm sure I, <laughs> maybe at the time, drove you a little crazy trying to get involved in the project, but you you did. You gave me sandpaper and you showed me how to, you know, sand the right way. And then, you know, we, we polyurethaned it. And it's one of my favorite memories with you, uh, you know, of you. Um, And I felt really important. I really felt really special being able to do this, you know, doing one of your projects with you.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I, um, that was a great moment for me too. And we did have so much fun. And when it came time to doing the polyurethane, trying to get it all without any bubbles. And um, it really is one of my favorite memories as well. And I think that that also is the point that that those Harry Potter moments become a, a bonding moment between mom and and children and I love that table and I love that it's now at your house serving your family the way it served mine and and then I I would like to add a little something to Mr. Rogers quote you could also say include yourself in the things your children love even if they aren't the same things that that you or we love
0: oh for sure so all of my kids love video games I couldn't care less about video games, but um, I have one son in particular who who loves them, and he's 11, and he is going through those really rough preteen years that no one, like, warns you about, so I feel like you get warned about the toddler years, and you get warned about the teenage years, but no one warns you (laughs) about preteen years, so moms, listening, this is your warning, (laughs) those preteen years between 9 and, like, 12, they're hard. Okay, that's my that's my public service <laughs> announcement <laughs> Ooh, got that off my chest okay but he and I are going through this rough patch and I felt like the other day that I should offer to play video games with him and you know it was just so much fun and it was so healing to have something to focus on and to have a break from tense moments and um it gave us something to laugh about and joke about. And it just kind of created this little bridge between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And it was something that became really important to him. And the video games were important, but showing my child that I really cared about him and that I was interested in his interests, I think went a really long way to fixing some of those tense moments. And I'm not saying it's a quick fix. We still have tense moments. But now alongside of those tense moments, we have really wonderful memories to balance things out.
1: That's right. And um, uh, just to c- kind of close in the, our, our episode, um, i just tell you this little story. After my daughter Caroline had a baby, I was helping her out for a while. She turned to me one morning and said, this is really hard. And it is. We all face challenges that make going to the grocery store look like a walk in the park. We get down on our knees at night, and we tell the Lord, no more. Well, at the same time, we get up the next morning, and we do it all over again. Short of telling you that your kids just need a nap, or time that seems to be moving slowly will pass before you know it, let me just say, please, don't be hard on yourself. You are doing a great job. Not all superheroes wear capes, but they all have superpowers. Moms are the best kind of superheroes, and our powers come out of the stretching and doing things beyond what we thought was possible. So be kind to yourself. Tell yourself every day you are doing better than you think, knowing you will never have enough memories. Find ways to make as many as you can. Well, that is all for this episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to support what we do, then please share on your social media sites. You can always listen to this podcast and others over at webtalkradio.com or check out my website, onemomtoanother.com. That's all for now. But we will see you in the next episode of One Mom to Another. Bye.